there was a, a video going on on YouTube uh, quite about a year ago now of a, a daughter who came into the kitchen and um, she's talking to her mom and her mom is there they have a nice little island in the middle of the kitchen and so the daughter says to the mom so mom how did you uh, how did you find that, that that iPad that I got you for Christmas and she said great there because there it is there it was on the island like she said absolutely oh, great love it absolutely love it it's so useful so so useful it's got these two little holes I don't know what they're for but it's an absolutely fantastic chopping board and there she takes out a carrot and starts chopping it on the iPad and then pops it in to the dishwasher and uh, obviously, you just see the, 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 the jaw of her jaw of her daughter drop and say, it, it's, not a, it's not a chopping board. It's not a chopping board. Um, I think we, often when it comes to aspects of our faith, the, the old expression, familiarity that breeds contempt, can kick in. As in, we get used to doing these things. Well, I suppose the last two years have been kind of different. But generally speaking, we get used to prayer, we get used to funerals, we get used to mass, we get used to um, maybe the, the occasional pilgrimage or whatever it may be. And because of, of this getting used to it, they can begin to lose their, their wonder. We, we can begin to lose our kind of our awe, our, our surprise, our elation, joy at the prospect of going to mass, at the prospect of receiving Jesus in Holy Communion. It can become very ordinary, just the thing, the thing one does. And that's, that's, this unfortunately can happen in, in marriage too, where he gets used to herself or himself, you know, uh, and, and it, it can happen. Oh, that would never happen. It would never happen. No, no, no. Uh, um, but it, it can happen that you just, you get you, it's just them, just your one. I heard a husband refer to herself as the old ball and chain which isn't, I think, a very, the most complimentary term to call your dear wife. Uh, but, but this kind of thing, where you can just get used to the other person, and then they can actually become, eh, sure, look at this stage, we're too old to separate anyway. <laughs> you know? And rather than seeing your husband or your wife as a treasure, as a, as a gift, as a, again, not perfect, because they never will be, but as, as a person you choose to love, uh, we see them as kind of an inconvenience. You know, so so th- th- this, can, this can happen in all sorts of walks of life. It can happen in human relationships. It can happen in, as regards our relationship with, with the sacraments. It can happen as regards our relationship with God himself. And that God can become ordinary. It's just God. It's only Mass. It's only Holy Communion. And then we've lost sight of, of this divine dimension of, of, of what's going on. So in today's Gospel, we see the, the transfiguration. So... Jesus has been practically hidden, doing the work of a carpenter for 30 years, starts his public mission, which only was preaching and teaching and healing. That mission only lasted about three years. Okay, so most of his life is hidden. In those three years then, uh, the apostles see him do lots of wonderful things and miraculous things. They hear him say lots of kind of surprising things, calling the scribes and Pharisees out on their hypocrisy, on their superficiality. But then they go up to a mountain to pray, and they see Jesus in a very, very different light. They see in Jesus something that, that words cannot describe, even, even like uh, St. Luke in today's Gospel, as he's trying to describe it. He's saying it like his, his, his clothes became brilliant as, as lightning. You know, lightning is blinding. Some of the other synoptics say uh, it became dazzlingly white, whiter than any earthly bleacher could make them. You know, they're, tr- they're trying to come up with a term. How, how do we... How do we describe that kind, of, that kind of blinding divinity? 
I mean, they didn't have strobe lighting or LEDs or, you know, to, they didn't have this terminology. It's like they're trying to come up with, with terms to, to describe how dazzlingly beautiful and divine it was to be there with Jesus. So on one hand, there's, there's, this, there's this elation. There's this, there's this, it's, it's, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's build three tents. Let's stay here. This is amazing. And then a cloud descends on them. It's kind of typical cloud of, 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 of divinity where, where God appears also to, the, to the, uh, the fleeing people of the, the Hebrews fleeing Egypt you know, in the form of a cloud or in the, the Holy of Holies, a cloud resided over the, the, the temple. It's, again, it kind of masks God's divinity so that they can approach God. Because if, 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 if we approach him kind of Unmask, it's like looking straight at the sun. Nothing wrong with the sun, nothing wrong with your eye. You, just, you can't take in that much light. You can't take in that much divinity. So he masks himself, he veils himself. And then they go from this great elation to, to almost a kind of a fear. And in a way, I, I never want to say we should be afraid of God. Never, because he's, a, he's our father. But at the same time, we should never just get used to him that he's only God. So we were looking at God, and, and like we should have this, this incredible reverence, like, like like we say at Mass, Lord, I'm, I am not worthy to receive you. I'm, I'm not. But the, the expression doesn't stop there. It's, Lord, I'm not worthy to receive you, but say the word. Just say the word, and I shall be healed. So, Lord, I'm not worthy, but, but you elevate me. You make me worthy. You lift me up. And so then I, I, I can actually approach you. I can actually approach God, but never as as equals because I'm not equal. I'm not God I'm not equal to God so I, I absolutely love him adore him reverence him but I, I'm not God one last little point if I may uh, on, on our reading Christ will transfigure these wretched bodies of ours into copies of his own glorious body so we may ask, what happens in heaven? As in, how do we look in heaven? What age are you in heaven? Okay, two little points on that. Uh, so our faith teaches us that, obviously, when we die, our soul separates from our body. So in heaven, initially, will be just our soul, not our, not our body. The soul will be there on its own. But that we will be united with our bodies eventually. We believe in the resurrection of the dead, right? So we will eventually be reunited with our body. Now, you might say, that's nice. I'm not sure if I want to be reunited with this particular body, though. Do you know, the hips are a bit stiff. Uh, I used to be able to do a cartwheel. Now I can hardly tumble. I can hardly walk. Uh, so I prefer not to have this body, if that's okay. There's good news. So um, we will be reunited with our glorious body. So... Uh, so a glorified body isn't this body. It's not the body you died in. Uh, we will be reunited with our perfected body, right? So it's, it's, it's a glorified version of this body. In the same way that when Jesus, when Jesus rose from the dead, he rose from the dead and he had some signs of the passion, but not all. He had the marks in his hands and in his side, but he didn't have all of the scourgings on him. So he held on to, to some of the marks of the passion, but not all. In the same way, when we, when we are reunited with our bodies, it'll be a glorified version. So if you die in a 90-year-old body, you don't get a 90-year-old body up in heaven. Or if you died as a child, you don't get an 18-inch body in heaven. We get a glorified version of our bodies. 
in the same way that, that Jesus did. So it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a bit difficult for us to imagine. But this is, this is what we're aiming for, our heavenly homeland, where we see the Lord face to face. We see him as the apostles saw him in the transfiguration. And one day we'll see him also then with our, with our earthly bodies, but a glorified version of it. So we thank the Lord for the beauty of this self-revelation of the transfiguration. When the apostles saw the Lord as he truly is, may our eyes be opened to see him as he truly is in the Eucharist, in the Mass, in the sacraments, and in all the ways that he wishes to reveal himself to us. Amen.